All right, folks, for the download button of Survivalist Podcast. Uh, today, we have a, a special show today because I'm going to play a, an older episode that I have uh, from Mike from Tactical Woodgas. Uh, I interviewed him a while back in another podcast that I do, and uh, I'm going to play that for you guys uh, today. And uh, sorry we were off this past week, but I uh, had a lot of stuff going on. But uh, we are back, and like I said, this is an episode with Mike from Tactical Woodgas. about a 45-minute episode or, or so. Uh, again, you can find all of our old episodes at sur- uh, survivalistpodcast.org. Uh, also, to go on iTunes and rate and review the show. We are up to about 50 or so uh, reviews, so I appreciate you guys keep doing that. The more reviews we get, the higher up the show goes on iTunes, so I do appreciate that very much. And like I said, I want to thank you guys, as always, for listening. And uh, we will see you on the next episode. Again, this is a really great episode with Mike from Tactical Wood Gas. He does a wonderful job with talking about alternate power sources and all that. And uh, he really did a wonderful job and a great episode with me. Uh, but like I said, it's Mike uh, from Tactical Wood Gas. We appreciate him being on the show. And as always, I want to thank all of you guys for listening. And we will see you on the next episode. Thank you. Uh, again, this is uh, Mike, and he is from... Uh, well, Mike, why don't I let you tell us a little bit about your company and, and what you do? Okay, yeah, we're in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, we do all our manufacturing uh, outside of Spokane, Washington, just on the Idaho border. Um, and a big thing that uh, in our personal preparations, my uh, my family and I and my brother-in-law, who's uh, working tightly with me on this, uh, realized was that energy was a big shortcut. You know, we had our... our food, our cooking ability, our, you know, uh, first aid, you know, things to, to help family and friends. But uh, a lot of convenient things work out when you have, uh, have energy. And I had a, a kind of a uh, awakening uh, a few years ago when I uh, discovered that I had diabetes. And for a while there, I was on, uh, you know, type, it looked like type 1, and I was on all kinds of insulin, and, and it had to be refrigerated, and I, and I thought, oh, crap, you know, this is something that uh, has to be resolved. And, you know, from a health standpoint, I got uh, pretty drastic and, and moved with the type 2, and, and uh, now I'm off my meds. But, you know, still it woke me up to the need for power uh, for a lot of things, for people who can't, you know, don't have the option of, you know, they're permanently type 1, or um, they've got uh, children with special medicines or things like that where, you really, really can't have uh, the, the temperature be out of control without uh, some help with associated. Um, so we looked at, you know, what are our options? We looked at uh, generators, first of all. Um, and, you know, that makes sense to me on how to start small engines and look there and, and do that sort of a thing. But uh, my brother-in-law and I um, travel for work a lot. Um, and neither of our wives were fans of pulling on cords to get uh, engines going. So we... Uh, we actually looked at it and, and switched over to uh, battery banks. Um, and that's kind of what, you know, the, uh, there's several products that, that we've come out with that we think are a little bit unique. Um, but it's all about, you know, we solved our own problem. We, you know, first of all, by trying to buy it. And we couldn't find what we wanted. So we went and, and looked at how do we do it and we figured it out and, and we brought it out. So I guess the big First thing was we've got uh, hogs, we slaughter, we've got uh, chickens, we've got uh, cattle. And we'll do that in basically the week of Thanksgiving. And so we'll have a, a year's worth of meat put away. And between the, you know, the families involved, it's thousands and thousands of dollars worth of meat. Um, and once that comes back up and it uh, warms up, um, it goes bad pretty quick. So uh, 
the the big thing we did is we put four batteries together in a big battery bank, put an inverter on it, which takes the 12 volt uh, DC, turns it to 120 volt, um, and lets you run your generators or your your appliances rather. And uh, in Spokane, where we do our manufacturing, we had this last year like one official tornado and two funnel clouds that you know did enough damage they were knocking down you know high tension wires and such. Um, that uh, we were able to put it to the test. We had it put to the test. So three freezers uh, and a refrigerator and a uh, heat lamp for some uh, chicks that, that needed to stay warm, otherwise they were going to die, um, were all powered for 12 hours off that battery bank uh, before we had to go and recharge it. So um, what we thought is, is let's bring out a single battery with a charger and an inverter built into it so that someone who's you know, maybe a little less technology um, oriented or, um, you know, time constraint uh, is looking for a solution to, to solve their problem. So do you, Brandon, have a uh, battery bank uh, as part of your preparations? Uh, I do have uh, several uh, batteries set up here, uh, mostly to run my, my ham radio unit and things of that nature, but uh, we do have uh, two generators set up. Uh, that are for battery backup, running our refrigerators and uh, some other essentials that we'll need. Uh, my mother's actually a dialysis patient, so uh, it's very important for us to have a generator here uh, so she can run her machine, uh, God forbid, of any type of, of outage or anything like that. So uh, that's one of the reasons uh, why it uh, brought me to your product, actually. Right. So, um, yeah, for, for you know, things like saving your food or things like dialysis where you're, you're keeping people alive, um, the energy that's stored in lead-acid batteries is, is just enormous. Um, what we recommend, and, and we set up the, the battery bank uh, kit for, is uh, a is model 29B 12-volt. Uh, it's a deep-cycle marine, you know, slash RV battery. Um, let's see, uh, Walmart has them for, like, I don't know, $85, $90, something like that. Um, we, we call it a kit because uh, the battery itself is, is quite heavy. And shipping, you know, basically shipping it to us, us assembling the thing into the kit, and then, and then shipping it out would uh, basically double the price of the product. So, what uh, we put three videos up on the site, um, and uh, it shows how, you know, basically how to select a battery, you know, what amp hours are versus uh, uh, peak hours and, and uh, old cranking hours. Um, there's a lot of Basically, the, the more they throw out something that's not amp hours, the more you know that the, the amp hours are actually pretty good. Um, we took a look and uh, see how we're priced compared to our uh, competitors, and we didn't really find any competitors because uh, none of them put out uh, amp hours. And that means they've got little uh, emergency, you know, the, uh, the exit signs on theaters that have the little lead-acid uh, 7 amp hour batteries in there. That's what they're putting in this. And they're supposed to be these, you know, um, I, you know, there's a there's a power guy who refers to them as, as the, the mythical uh, lightsaber battery. Now, there's no such thing. If it's if it's got uh, you know 100 amp hours in it, it weighs 70 pounds. It's full of lead and it's full of acid, and there's there's no way around that. So, um, so this is a you know a neat little kit that uh, all you've got to do is is go out and get your RV deep cycle battery, um, stick it in the box. The video shows you just you know the the, the plus goes on the plus, the minus goes on the minus. So you tighten it up with a you know a wrench and uh, plug it in the wall. Um, there's a couple of things that uh, we did with that. One of them is we stuck a, um, a micro microprocessor controlled um, 
charger on the thing. And it only does two amps. So for a uh, you know, 122 amp uh, hour battery, and it doesn't take a while. Um, in fact, it'll time out. It, you know, about 80 hours, it'll say, oh, it must be uh, you know, um, a bad battery. You kind of, if, you, if you drain it down to 50%, which is all the inverter will let you drain it down, um, you've got to, uh, uh, about 8, 10 hours into it, it'll say, oh, it's, uh, you know, there's something wrong with the battery. You unplug it, replug it back in, and, and it'll keep on going at two minutes. But the easiest thing to do is, uh, since there's one battery, it's in the box, it's all stuff for game. You unplug it from the rug, pull it out to your car, use your jumper cables, and we've got a separate video that explains that. And you just run your car for 45 minutes uh, with the with jumper cables down to the thing and bring it back in. So if, if you've got, uh, you know, on the dialysis, I, have, I, I don't have close contact with anybody on that. What... Uh, how many times a day do you need to use that? And do you know anything about the wattage that requires? I believe she she runs it. She runs it th runs for three hours a day. I'm positive of that. Uh, she actually does the hemodialysis. And uh, the other thing with that is that it runs off just a regular 12, 12 volt. It plugs right into the wall. So uh, 120 volts or whatever, I believe. Right. Okay. So uh, have, and the wattage, you're not sure on the, of what the wattage would be on that thing? Uh, I probably could look. The, the machine has, like, you know, tons of writing on it. I probably could, okay. could look under the machine and, and see. I mean, there's writing on this thing for, for everything. Support number. They have a support number. I probably could find out with a very little, uh, you know, effort if I really want if I really want to. I could find out. I'd be curious myself, actually. Yeah. So, yeah, I was going to look for, a, for an example that would be kind of meaningful. So, uh, if we throw out some, some – uh, so – 122 amp hours is a fully charged uh, big RV type 29 battery, um, and the, the the deeper you discharge it, the the more you degrade the life. Of it. So the best thing to do is is don't discharge it more than halfway before you recharge it. Now the, the inverter that's part of this kit um, that's built into it uh, won't let you. Basically, an alarm will go off saying, "Hey, go recharge your battery." So you don't have to worry about do you need to charge it. There's an alarm that says. Um, and then, uh, so we're looking at really usable before you want to recharge it. Um, we're looking at what 60, 60 amp hours, and so that's really uh, what 700 watt hours. So if we had a, uh, a, a 100 watt uh, little uh, uh, liquid pump to pump the blood uh, transfusion through, um, that would give you uh, what six, seven hours. So you could do uh, two full cycles uh, of dialysis before you had to. Uh, um, go recharge it. Uh, yeah. you know, I can just ask you one, one question. Uh, now I know you're saying that don't discharge the batteries more than than halfway. Now I know they say to for battery health you're supposed to discharge a battery. I think what they tell us on our ham radio rigs that we're supposed to discharge them fully. Uh, you know maybe once every six months to keep them healthy. What what is the life of a battery that I mean that in, in the situation where, where you're running them only running you know bringing them discharging them halfway. I mean, I'm, I'm just curious about battery life and, and all that, even if you're not discharging them all the way. Yeah, so we've got battery banks, because we've been at it, um, you know, that are years old. Um, and, you know, we, I, I really don't, um, I'd have to look into the, 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 the science behind uh, deep discharge of a battery. Um, because what I've read um, really doesn't align up with that. Um, so, now, there, you may be referring to uh, NICAT batteries. 
um, and those have memories. And if you if you don't do a deep discharge on that uh, to kind of reset it, it'll charge part way up, and then you don't get much use out of it. So it could be that uh, that uh, NICAD. Um, what's true for NICAD was kind of lumped in with the lead acid, and I, I'm not sure that that may be true. Now, you know. I'll be watching the comments, I guess, on your post to see if uh, people can point me to, to how wrong I am on this. And and uh, if so, great, because, uh, you know, I don't pretend to be the, the guru and expert on all things. So um, if, uh, if people are, are wanting to correct me on that, uh, please do. Um, you know, more knowledge is better, and, and I, you know, you do me a favor. Well, we'll also, this will also be up, too, uh, by the way, on our site, thetechnologygeek.org, under our videos, as well as uh, in our podcast version. So if I do get any any comments there, I'll, I'll forward them over to you. Uh, I'm sure there's some hands right now listening that are probably either going to need more clarification like that, which is perfectly fine. So uh, some other things, too. I'm looking on your site. Uh, I see you do have a, a backpack, uh, like a backpack-type uh, setup where you can actually hook a radio to that. Can you elaborate on that a little bit? Right. So there's, uh, well, it's, it's more of a bug out one. It's a, it's a larger ammo can. You're talking about the, uh, um, uh, the tactical. Yeah. yeah. And the reason why I'm bringing that up is I, I actually tweeted the link, uh, our, our link out, uh, probably maybe two, three days ago to let them know we're having an interview. And, and that was the number one question. Is he going to talk about that? So that's why I'm bringing that up. Okay. Sure. Okay. So that one has a, uh, that one's got a smaller battery. Um, uh, because it's designed uh, to be a little lighter, a little more, you know, you can you can strap it onto a pack and, and bring it into a cabin. You can, you know, hike it up to a hill. Uh, you know, I, I would recommend uh, not pulling it by hand, but, you know, um, you know the old uh, military Alice packs that had the shelf uh, for putting on military radios? You know, I'd put it on something like that, because um, it's about 40-ish pounds, and so hiking up a hill uh, with just that, uh, you, you know, you want your hands free. Okay, so what do we have with, with that guy? Um, in that case, we, in order to fit inside the can, the, the animal can, we've got a, uh, it's a, a lawn, uh, and lawn tractor bed. Um, so it's really sitting about uh, 35 amp hours uh, of, of uh, capacity. So it's, you know, small. What, what is that one, like, weight-wise? Oh, the, the whole thing, including the battery, Sits at about forty, about forty pounds. That's not too bad, though, for for a, a set like that. I've I've ran into ones that are a lot heavier than that. That's actually not too bad weight wise. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it depends on what you call tactical. You know, um, for for me and the you know my background early early on, this is like a um, I when I was in the Marine Corps, uh, I got into a unit where. Uh, you know, we'd, I'd basically have waterproof an HF radio, we'd swim into shore, we'd kind of sneak past the boots defenses, we'd get up on a hill and stick a little uh, whip in the air and, and call in uh, intel, um, you know, enemy strength and movements, and, and then do close air support as, as uh, you know, the, the, uh, the, the landing app. Um, and, you know, so that's my most tactical, it's, you know, where you can carry all your gear, all your food and everything. And, and so that solution for me really is, is right here. This is a KX3 Elecraft. If I flip it up here. That's a beauty right there. For those of you that are watching. Yeah, let me bring it up a little closer. Oops. My camera aim is not good. Okay, so, yeah, this is an Elecraft uh, KX3. On the back, I put a, uh, this is an anchor um, T3 
10 amp hour uh, battery, although 10 amp hour at, at five volts at, at, uh, at the USB. But it happens to have um, a, an optional output. It's got the USB for your phones, but it's got a little uh, 12 volt output. Um, and so that comes around. I've made a, a short little pigtail to, uh, to get it into the radio. So I can run this thing for, for hours and hours um, on that. So that's the that's the most tactical. So if I'm if I'm doing you know long range uh, hikes and and you know where I, I I've got plenty of gear. I've got all my food and all my stuff to keep warm. Or you know if I'm doing a, a, a snowshoe, you know and, and I, you know I like to set up a, um, a, a well, the most fun is an igloo, but it's kind of big for one person. So mostly uh, snow caves. So do a snow cave, run a uh, um, you know a, a feed line out to, to a dipole. That's what I care. Um, so that's the most uh, tactical. The the next level of you know closer to kind of the car camping is is something like this uh, tactical battery pack. This is something where you can throw it onto a pack. You know, if you're going to go and set up a hilltop um, uh, relay. Um, and you're going to bring out, you know, you may take three or four trips to get your, your food, your gear, your, uh, your, your equipment uh, all up there. This is a solution for you, I think. Um, it's got the, uh, it's got a 800-watt um, inverter, so in case you've got any AC stuff that you've got to have up there uh, running. It's got uh, a USB for recharging uh, batteries or, you know, even like the, uh, the newer anchors uh, charge off of a USB micro uh, um, you, you can get the thing up there. It's uh, for those who are worried about you know the more extreme things. Um, you know, it's uh, it's a full metal can that's sealed. Um, when the lid is on, it's uh, fairly so you don't have EMP or, or uh, you know, thermal mass ejection uh, issues. Now, uh, if if I get a lot of flames on uh, EMP proofness, <laughs> my my brother-in-law is a uh, who, who does this with me is. An FAA certified avionics tech who's done just tons of military stuff, um, and has done actually uh, quite a bit of research on there. So he'll he'll go toe to toe on someone who says that uh, you know uh, you know unless they invent a new type of EMP, um, this this uh, battery box be just fine. Um, and then of course you've got the 12 volts to run straight off the thing, um, and then you've got uh, an inverter there for. For any equipment you need up there that uh, just has to run on uh, 120 volts, um, it's got cigarette uh, lighter uh, uh, ports, so you uh, you know you could have multiple uh, um, rechargeable mobile devices uh, or your your laptop. Um, my uh, I I waited and waited for uh, something with a you know built-in USB port, nice and light for for backpacking. And uh, the new 8-inch Windows tablets. Uh, the one I'm on right now, talking to you, is an Acer Iphonia W4, uh, and it's just been awesome. Um, I was kind of jealous of my wife's uh, iPad uh, uh, keyboard um, that has you know a nice tight fit. Everything's kind of built for it. But there's so many uh, Windows tablets that there's kind of no one standard. So I got a, uh, a Belkin uh, Bluetooth keyboard for the thing. It's got these bungee cord things that's supposed to hold the, the, the tablet, and they don't work at all. So you cut those things off and use Velcro, double-stick Velcro, and you stick the thing on there. And then, uh, actually, my, my tablet is, is being charged through this uh, conversation with the... Uh, there's a new anchor. The, uh, the old guy is here. Um, that, uh, the, these were my standby, and I've got, like, I don't know, uh, 
just as, as backups. Um, only did two amps. But uh, that's going to barely charge a pedal. So Anchor's got a new 4-amp version. And, and that's actually Velcroed on the back side of my, uh, my uh, Bluetooth uh, keyboard stand here. Um, and that's part of the tactical thing. Is, is uh, I don't expect any kinds of issues here in the United States. But coming from, you know, having a, ra a radio set up and having to, you know, collapse it and pack it up and, and get out of there really fast while someone's chasing me, it's kind of led me to... You know, design things that can still do that. that uh, actually, that was in uh, Korea, just uh, south of the DMZ. Uh, we were on a hill uh, doing some, basically sitting with some binoculars and keeping track of what was going on. And uh, basically, some troops came up the hill and chased us off. And, and I, I basically had to tear down a dipole and, and uh, get in my pack and run down the other side of the hill um, ahead of those guys. So. Everything that I have is designed to either cut and leave or, or tear down real fast. So, so the, your setup would have made uh, your time in the military uh, a lot, uh, lot less intense, huh? Oh yeah, my what I have now, my my Elecraft with uh, you know, and it sits in a uh, a nice uh, um, scuba uh, dry box. So I can't say the headaches of keep radio um, It was just in your pack there. Um, my whole entire setup um, weighs less than one of the batteries I used to have to carry. It was a uh, ANPRC 104, um, you know, and it was just a it was a big beast, and the batteries were literally bricks. Uh, so yeah, if I had this back then, oh, that'd have been sweet. Those things were only like 25 watts. Uh, the other craft is 10, but uh, since I'm uh, I do a lot of uh, PSK 31 dental mode on each other. Um, you can punch through a lot just like most of Now, the, now let me ask you another question. You, you charge this thing, um, you know, fully. Get your batteries. You charge fully. Re realistically, if you had to, how long could you get out of a charge if you were hiking or something like that before you would need to recharge, uh, running with the setup that you have? You're talking about the Elecraft one, or you're Correct. talking about the the tactical battery uh, pack, the 40 pounder. Uh, well, well, let's say both. Okay. So with the uh, with the tactical wood gas uh, tactical uh, battery bank there, if you're running, oh let's say, think 25% duty cycle, um, and and if you're gonna if you're gonna have that guy there, you probably like for me if I have that battery pack, I would be bringing my Yesu uh, FD 8570, which can do 100 watts, um, and uh, but uh, you know if you're doing 20%. I'd say uh, you could get 14 hours, 16 hours of, of pretty heavy duty. You know, you know the, the scenario. I guess I guess that's not a good scenario. My the, the scenario in my head was uh, you know you're on top of the hilltop and you're calling in close air support and you're you're you know bringing you're calling back in telling basically you're on the thing all the time. Um, with that battery, uh, I'd expect to get uh, 12, 14 hours. Uh, of, of uh, use, I think, uh, you know, and that assumes you don't just peg the thing at 100 watts. You would, you would use the power that you need to, to get to who you need to talk to. Um, and then I, for, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, and then the uh, or gosh, I haven't actually run one of these anchors dry before. I I thought, ah, let me just recharge it um, because it's only 10 watts. Um, and sometimes I'll, you can, you can bring it down. I'll put it down to five watts and I'll just do the, the PSK stuff on it. Um, and I turn the, the backlight off 
um, especially when I'm when I'm uh, remoted into it from my tablet. You don't need to have a light on there because it's displayed on on the FLD or Android device. Gosh, um, that's the let's see, that's the 10 amp hours. I probably only want to use six or seven. So that's uh, that's that's about seven hours, maybe seven hours of use before um, I I you know pull off and do the other one. Um, but or an alternative, if it's a if it's a long trip. Um, I'm, I'm bringing a, uh, a, a cooking pot with me anyway. Um, this one happens to have a, a USB output. Uh, I don't know if you've seen these uh, power pots, but let me hold it up kind of close there. Um, it's got an aluminum bottom, and then it's got a uh, Peltier junction, and then it's got the pot. And uh, how it, it works is in reverse of the way those really small refrigerators work. Um, and, and a Peltier junction is something that if you put current through it, it takes heat from one side and pushes it to the other side, um, which is exactly what you want for a refrigerator. But uh, they did the opposite here. What you do is you put uh, you put cold water in the pot, you put a fire under it, so you get a temperature temperature differential. And so what your Peltier junction does is it works in reverse. It actually puts out ah uh, you know if if you've got really cold water, especially like in the snow, you got like icy cold water and a nice uh, fire underneath it, you can get an amp out of it. Um, as the water warms up, the temperature difference is less, and so the power goes down. But anyway, this is how I charge the uh, the anchors in the field, um, especially uh, when I'm in coastal uh, Washington, uh, where there's uh, you know, plenty of rain and plenty of clouds. When I'm uh, on the east side of the mountains, I just have a little you know gold uh, uh, solar thing that uh, you know it. it uh, solar, I guess, I'm not as much a fan of. Um, other than, you know, it's only you got, it's, it's gold, gold, right? Um, but I'll, what I'll do is I'll use the gold zero to charge my spare, like, all day long. And then I'll, then that'll be my battery for tomorrow while I'm using the one for So when I use, when I have to rely on solar, I, I bring two of my little battery back. You had a question earlier. Yeah, I was going to ask you, when we're on a, did we, obviously we do field day and we do special events. Uh, you know, obviously they, they always tell us when you're running, uh, you know, PSK 31 or, or anything like that using FL Digi. Uh, they, they always tell you that, that with, to get the best out of your batteries, because, I mean, we, we probably will run uh, quite a few batteries. But we always seem to say, you know, try to try to actually don't be the one doing the calling, being the one receiving, because uh, I guess because of battery life. Um, now, I, I know you do a little bit uh, with PSK31. What, what do you recommend? How do you extend life of your batteries? Do you, do you use somebody that does a lot of calling, or do you wait to receive? What, what, what do you think is, is best as far as handling, you know, working digital uh, th using batteries? Right. So for my favorite mode is, you know, for field day for me, I pull up the car and I sit up. Field day for me is where the car is at the trailhead. And, and I, I hike my equipment up onto a hill. Um, and so in that case, I'm running QRP. Um, and in QRP, it's a lot easier to, you know, find an extra station and, and call back. Um, one of the things I found, when, when you try to be the, the one that everyone comes to, um, power is, is kind of where it's at. Uh, and, and people, will, you know, they won't hear you and they'll step right on top of you. Um, so you're just trying to slip into the, you know, the, you know someone just starting to call out there or, you know, the, you know, there's a lull, and, and you just pick yourself in there. Uh, I've had actually a lot of good luck, uh, uh, you know, with that method. So 
for me, my gear cycle is, you know, and I don't rack up big points. Because um, for me, it's, you know, it's, it's, it is, it's about the original intent of Kilgore, which is check out your gear. You know, and for me, it's all of my gear, including, you know, cooking gear and, and how, do I, how to keep dry and warm and all that kind of stuff with my body. Um, so for me, it's, it's, it's more about go find a nice strong station, you know, find a, uh, find a little gap to fit in there. Um, and also, you know, a good location. One thing I've got, uh, where, where I'm on foot is I can get to the top of the hill. Um, you know, and, uh, I set up a real nice, uh, you know, antenna station there. I, I, I spend more time worrying about my antenna than I do about uh, anything else, uh, uh, as far as my setup goes. So I, I guess the the other the other question I had too. Um, some some people had asked me this uh, on Twitter. I guess they were curious about what what exactly was it was a full uh, a full kit. Like you have the little dragon kit. Um, and so there, I guess a lot of people curious what exactly were the kits and how exactly they worked. Okay, so that gets on to uh, I guess I got partway down our our energy path along the lines of uh, you know starting with the generator and then hey you know. You know, not everyone who needs to run that thing when we're away is really good at, at uh, small gas engines. How to make it easier, and so the battery bank. And then the next step was, hey, you know, storing gasoline uh, is a challenge. Um, how do we uh, how do we do that properly? Um, and and one of the things we did was we said, hey, you know, and and people are going to be shocked uh, to hear this, and, and they're going to run out and check their their owner's manual. But go check your your generators. Um, you know, usable hours, and most of them are rated at, at 80 to 100 hours, um, and that's like not very much time. And that is uh, a reflection of how reliable power is. I was in India. What else was in India? Uh, this uh, spring. I was in India this spring, um, and every single floor has a generator. Um, and, and, and they have, you know, multiple power outages every day. Um, and so they can't have, they can't afford to have a hundred hour, you know, engine on that thing. Um, so, you know, a lot of them have, uh, um, oil filters and there's a lot more maintenance. Of it as so, uh, I guess I've kind of gone off in the weeds a little bit, but, uh, we looked at that and said, because of, of that, because of the low hour ratings that, that uh, all the, you know, under one under a thousand dollar generators are rated at. Um, we made our own, um, and so it's uh, basically. And we said, hey, we're charging a battery. We're charging a battery. We need 12 volts or 13 point. Um, does it make sense to make 120 volts? Just turn it back into 12. So we made a uh, the generators we've got for wood gas started out as just regular gas engines um, to where you can get a Harbor Freight, you know, hundred dollar engine as a full replacement engine. Uh, right there, and it just spins an alternator, uh, and it charges your battery banks. Um, and then we looked at it and said, hey, what, what happens when we run out of gas or we, we really need the, the, the gas for us? Um, and then we uh, looked at our options, and the only one we really liked was uh, wood gas. Uh, wood gas is a, it, it's, goes back to like 1880. It was invented ju just before uh, oil in the ground was discovered and, and how to turn that into gasoline um, and it's a way of burning wood so that you have leftover hydrogen, methane, and uh, uh, carbon monoxide that uh, will burn in a, in a regular gasoline engine. 
Um, and so we, we looked at the options that are out there, and we, you know, at the time, I don't think we found anything less than five thousand dollars. And there were, you know, you had to move it with a pallet. Uh, you had to move it on a pallet. You had to have a, you know, basically equipment to move it from around. Um, so we said, can we scale this down to, you know, home generators? And uh, that led to the, the big dragon and the small dragon. The big dragon is, is kind of the original targeted, um, you know, designed for, you know, initially we designed it for like uh, six to seven uh, uh, kilowatt uh, generators, but it turns out uh, that, that we have actually helped customers who are local to us um, get, you know, 12, 15 horse uh, uh, generators uh, running on this thing. Um, and it supports that. So we, kind of the upper end is 18, 20 uh, horsepower, which is, you know, that'll get you, you know, 15 kilowatt uh, generator, which is a lot. Um, and then the, the Little Dragon uh, was an experiment in, in how small you can make it if you had to pack it into a cap. Um, and that one, you know, we recommend that one for three, three and a half, maybe up to five horse uh, 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 generators, which would be, you know, a couple kilowatts, which is, you know, a couple kilowatts is a lot of But it's lighter and it's thinner metal and there's, you know, um, you, know you need to um, take care of all of these um, as far as, you know, protecting rust and those, that, that sort of thing. Um, the one thing that people ask about... Uh, the, the gas spectrum, and that's the big dragon, little dragon. The difference is in the, in the gas spectrum um, and how big it is. Um, the, the burn area where the where the wood uh, is actually on fire and creating the heat that's cooking the wood above it, um, the, the, that burn area there is made out of uh, stainless steel. Uh, so you don't have to worry about the thing you know, burning or rusting through it. Never actually had one of ours uh, have any kind of an issue like that, and we've never had a return uh, because of that. So, um, so there's the gas fire stage where you load the wood in the top, um, you light the thing on fire, and, and you use a fan initially to push the, air, to, to get the smoke through. As it heats up, it turns into uh, uh, wood gas. Um, but at that point, it's kind of damp and dirty, and it'll uh, gum up your engine. So the, the next stage is common between the big and the small dragon systems. Um, the, everything after the, the gas fire is the same. Um, the next stage is a, a water jacket cooler. So the gas goes into the cooler. Um, it stays inside this metal um, um, contraption that we've got in here. Um, <laughs> we call it little boy because it uh, looks like... Uh, before you put the unit in there, it looks like a, a kind of a, a little table. Um, it's a, a different looking thing. But anyway, it, it, it's what it took for us to get the baffling right to, to basically extract it. So the cooler, uh, you fill full of water, uh, you run the gas through this. The gas doesn't touch the, the water, but it, uh, it touches the metal wall, transfers the heat out. Um, that condenses the cars, and they run out into a catch jar. And it actually looks like uh, crude oil. It's thick, gooey, black stuff. Um, and if you don't remove it there, it, it ends up in your engine, and then your engine is that problem. Uh, and the next thing is you want to protect your engine from uh, particular, um, you know, little chunks of, uh, 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 you know, ash or, or anything that uh, would get through. And so the next stage is the filter stage. That removes all of the um, um, particulates, and, and what comes out, uh, you just mix that 50-50 with, with regular outside air uh, into your carburetor um, and run with it. 
So I've talked for a long time. Any questions on that or, or kind of anything you think I missed out on that? No, I, I think you I think you explained it, uh, you know, really well. Uh, it's, it's very interesting. Uh, you know, I'm actually getting a, quite a good education uh, just sitting here listening to you. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to talk about about your company? Anything that uh, you know, ham radio operators like myself or anybody techie or anything that's a basis prepper uh, could could benefit, and uh, what uh, maybe what we should do, what we should look at uh, from the standpoint of what your company does. Okay, um, so I guess the the, the the big thing is when we did the uh, the wood death stuff, we assumed that a lot of preppers had uh, or, or, or you know folks who live out the country or have you know long uh, power lines coming to them would have a, you know, either a generator or battery bank. And we found that uh, not very many did. There was uh, a little bit of concern and worry over, over you know, how to safely do that. So um, if if someone was wanting to get started, I would get started with either the tactical uh, battery bank or the, the, the battery kit um, where you go and get your own battery cord. Either one of those is going to be great. If you're if you're not looking at moving it, um, then, you know, the, uh, the higher capacity of the kit would be uh, the way to go. Um, for field day type operations, if you want something really rugged, um, then the, uh, the tactical, tactical would be a really good deal. For, for my kind of, uh, you know, radio operations that I do, that, that would last a long time. In fact, I've got a niece who has one of the tactical systems in our house, um, and and uh, they, they live in an apartment, and they have quite a few uh, power outages. Um, and it, you know, just that little 35 amp hour battery ran their refrigerator for about eight hours. Um, so that's if you're going to start anywhere, I'd start. Um, if you're going to go for the uh, for the wood gas, where you want, you know, especially like here in the northwest, where trees grow like wheat, um, you know, the fuel is free except for the labor it takes to you know process it. Um, you know, I would I would start out by becoming really good at small gas engines, um, or get uh, you know someone who's very confident at small gas engines, um, because there's it's, it's uh, you know the batteries they just work and you don't have to think about them. Um, you need it. You, be, you train and become an operator for the for the wood gas system. It's not uh, it's not something that you can buy, stick it on a shelf, and then um, it'll instantly work for you in the emergency when you pull it out. It's something you want to practice with and, and you know, get good at. Um, and then the, I guess uh, the last thing I was thinking of is uh, I, uh, I, was, I got tired of, of you know, I, I had a, a wad of, of wires like twice as big as this uh, to, to carry with me, um, and I wasn't very happy with that. Um, and I also, uh, you know, in, in, in my habit, I found I needed a USB mic and stuff. Um, there's a new product that we're uh, coming out with. I haven't got the, the stickers on it and everything. So, uh, you know, it's, it's basically, it's got a, uh, this micro that goes into, uh, into your tablet. It's got a uh, three-port hub. This fourth one is a charging thing, but uh, I don't use that. Um, and then I've got a, uh, you know, heat shrink on, a little uh, uh, mouse, which uh, when you're doing a fast uh, uh, field uh, digital operations, you know, a keyboard and a mouse really is the most. The next one is uh, I shrunk down the um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, USB to scale with uh, uh, the Telegraph uh, KX3 comes with. I, I whacked it off and I stuck it with the 1G 
um, uh, stereo on the thing to get it small. And the last thing is um, the microphone in a tablet is not as good as you want. So this is a down card with uh, uh, stereo for the uh, mic and speaker. So I'll put out a video on that, um, or I'll talk to you and we'll make a video um, on that to demonstrate how that how small it is. Hopefully it's solves some problems for some people. Yeah, that would be uh, really great if you want to do something like that. That'd be uh, really good if we can have a, you know, do another, uh, you know, session on that. That'd be really great. Uh, just a quick question for you. Uh, anybody that's interested in, in listening, uh, do you have any uh, special offer code or anything that you could offer our, sh uh, our listeners today? Um, that's a good question. We're a young company, and, and uh, let's see, right now, um, Right now, I don't have anything that I, I can kind of do off, off the cuff. Um, margins are, are pretty tight uh, until we get our volumes up. Um, so, you know, you know what, what I can do is, is have to be, hey, if you're interested in supporting me, you know, U.S.-based, uh, manufacturing in the U.S., but then I'm um, You know, I'd appreciate that help. Um, and what we uh, have having, we have been having uh, through the end of December was uh, – uh, all of our battery bank uh, kits uh, came with come with a uh, um, what do you call it a uh, 400 lumen. Uh, 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 we're throwing that in for free uh, for any orders that uh, come in through the end of the month. Although I'm not sure how fast we're going. Okay. No, I mean, not, not to put you on the spot or anything. Believe me, I wasn't trying to put you on the spot or anything like that. Uh, it was just a question that a couple people had, so I was just figuring I'd throw it out there. But you know what, Mike, I have to tell you, it's great to deal with people that, that are made in the U.S., and, and I think if there, there should be so much more of that, uh, you know, people supporting American-made companies, which is why I'm uh, very glad uh, you came on the program today because oh, so much stuff with ham radio and stuff, it's all overseas nowadays. It's great to see uh, a young uh, company, you know, right here in America, uh, you know, putting out good products. It's really great to see. All right. Well, thanks, Brandon. Um, if people want to get hold of us, it's www.tacticalwoodgas.com. Uh, and then if they want to get in hold of me, uh, it's uh, uh, Mike at tacticalwoodgas.com. And then We've got an 800 number uh, uh, listed on the page there. Um, and then we've got a bunch of videos up there as well. Mike, I appreciate you being a guest. Would you be willing to do something like this uh, again in the in the future? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, especially uh, as, as you get questions back or comments back, we can fine-tune it for whatever one is looking for. Mike, I just want to say thank you very much for being on the, the program with us today. And, uh, again, good luck. I know you're a young company. I know you guys are still um, – you know, still growing some of that, and uh, you know, if you guys are interested in never doing another show with us again, uh, you know, we'll contact you or you contact us. We'd be very happy to do it. Thank you very much for your time. I do appreciate it today. All right, thanks, Brandon. Bye bye.